You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Bashera. And we have in studio comedian Adam Gable. What's up, Adam? How are you? How's good, it going? Good, good. Thanks for coming out. Thank uh, you yeah. very much for having me. Excited it's, to have a guy that oh, I can sit on McDougal Street and just talk movies with. So I'm excited to have you oh, in. Oh, is he coming later? No, that's you. <laughs> oh, is that me? Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, you picked you picked a classic that we're excited to talk about. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, the, the Breakfast Club. Is yeah, the movie that I picked not yeah. the uh, hip hop uh, radio talk show. Yeah, but the know, classic nineteen eighties movie. But you never heard of East, you know, Peter's know, looking with a face. No, I, I know it, but I'm just I'm like, did they pick that just because they heard? You know how black people it, just pick random terms? <laughs> well, now we're starting off racist. What is going on, guys? You know? Where you know you keep <laughs> the re- racism five minutes in. Nobody, come on. No, but you know it's like they're just. Like pick a term. No, like, oh, I heard, it's like oh, breakfast. It's in the morning. Let's call the show. What are you talking about? I, oh, I'm not a betting man, I'm, I'm, but I'm willing. Say I'm on you side. understand? I'm willing. I'm willing to bet the principals of that radio show did not watch the movie and go, oh, this will be a great name for our radio show. Someone said, oh, breakfast, and they, they googled it. <laughs> I promise it's true. You don't think it was not like, even knowing. I know that that's true. I, I, I think that I think that that's the argument for the like for the pointless explosion of the word butter in the mid-90s. Like, for some reason... Butter was a big butter. thing? Yeah, like, yo, that's butters. Like, Come you on. Never yeah, heard that. Yeah, I never heard just, that. Yeah, I, well... I was born in 92. Too young, too right, young. It was too young, but it was definitely... That's butters? That's butters. I try to start... Uh, never heard I try it. to start yeah. uh, ribeye as a slang term. Because like, think about like, a ribeye steak. It's like not the most expensive cut, but it's, it's delicious. It's just like exactly what you want. So like good guys enough. who try like, to that, start that shit is ribeye. Did you really try? And to if start it's got that? like that little extra something, it's bone in. That's, I would just be like, yo, that's oh, bone in. That's it bone didn't, in. It didn't take off. This, up? this was er, it was early in social media because so I, like I think it would have taken off more. It's like you know it's like how Paris Hilton like missed the boat with like the Kardashians. Like true, she, if she true. came a little bit later, like I was doing this a little too early. In my <laughs> so I don't era. think that's I don't think that's the problem with, with that. I really think I don't if there think had it's been a bone in ribeye. I, think I don't think bad. that's the problem. If there had yeah, been Facebook, just... then I would have fucking killed it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Breakfast Club. Uh, oddly, no black people in this movie. Yeah. Not oddly at all. Not oddly. It's 1985. Yeah. It's like, uh... it's jo- and it's uh, uh why can't I think of his name right John now? John Hughes. John Hughes. He, yeah. he liked the whiteies. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like somebody said to him, hey, can you uh, can you make 16 candles but without all the racism? And he's like, oh, great. So there's just no people of color at all. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't exist in my <laughs> they world. They don't exist. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, The Breakfast Club might, I don't know if it's my favorite John Hughes film, but it's the most memorable for me. I think of this movie pretty often and and again i haven't seen many 80s movies now i have because we've done 40 plus episodes but before starting the podcast the breakfast club was probably if you told me pick a 1980s movie at random no genre list whatever i would probably say the breakfast club this oh nice i put this and ferris bueller together like in my memory in my like life these two movies come together and they were huge for me at the same time in my life i mean vacation was a huge movie for me which is like also early he was he uh, he wrote the short story that then became the movie that's how that's how his movie career Vacation started. Fifty-eight. Funnily enough, 
Home Alone has got to be the biggest hit. That's true. Of John, that John Hughes wrote. Didn't Wait, direct. he wrote it. He wrote oh, it, I didn't direct, know. but I don't think of that as a John Hughes movie at all. No. Well, I think it's because he kind of established himself in the '80s as making this kind of teen, like yeah. enlightened teen movie. Yeah. And then after you know he broke up, broke up with Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald. Yeah, so funny. I was like, reading about that yesterday. That's so funny. What do you like, mean he broke up with them? They were like this. They were this. Um, like, uh, like he was trying to start like a repertory company with them and with the two of them and get like a third person because it was he he like he he was really into John Cusack and he kept wanting to make the same sort of love triangle where the girls in the middle and there's the like preppy guy and then the dorky guy. It's like yeah. the same thing in Sixteen Candles. Yeah, this movie, some kind of wonderful, some kind of wonderful, and yeah. it's um it's also uh, in Pretty in Pink. Yeah, yeah. It is. So and in, a, in a weird way, I mean, Ferris. Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller is yeah, sort well, of a, 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 a yeah. It's the same thing with the like the third guy who yeah. doesn't really fit. And so after this movie, uh, Matthew Michael Hall did Weird Science. Yeah, was that not with John Hughes? No, no. it was with John Hughes. Yeah, yeah. But then they asked him. John Hughes asked him to be Ducky and Pretty in Pink, and he said no. Oh wow! So then Anthony Michael Hall left. And he goes off, and he went and did Saturday Night Live, which is crazy. I remember that season of him yeah. on SNL. Wait, he he did it. He did Saturday Night Live as a cast. Member? Yeah, he he did really? a cast. Yeah, with Downey, right? Wasn't well, it was, year? It's yeah, it was eighty five, eighty six. It was the first Get year that here. first year that Lorne came back, and it was and and not only that, check it for John Hughes. It was uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Joan Cusack, Robert Downey Jr., and Randy Quaid were all cast members. Oh, wow. Wow, it's, dude. It's crazy. It's I like, didn't know that at but all. But none of them made it after more than a year. No, well, yeah. it's the same. It's funny because I think he stole the idea from Ebersole. The last season that Ebersole did, yeah. he got Martin Short, he got Harry Shearer, he got Chris Guest, and he got Billy Crystal. So Lauren comes back on, and he's like, I'm going to steal that same idea and get four people. And he off got this, the like, same guy. Off the that same. That already worked together. That already yeah. worked together. And the problem was, of course, that they didn't really know what they were doing with the show. It was a good year, but also mm. Damon Wayans was on that year, too. Oh, that's he's, weird. Dude, he's been that. doing it so long, Damon Wayans. Yeah. yeah he's in his I feel 50s. like in, like, Every ten conversations about like comedy or like the history, you're going to talk about Wayans. Like yeah. they, they're coming up, yeah, they're coming up in every story. No, they're it's, ama- they're it's it's amazing. I, I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna get you. Sucker was an amazing movie that I would love to do eventually on this oh, podcast. Yeah. And in Living Color was incredible. I used of to watch course. it religiously. Well, that's actually, more than more than Saturday Night Live. There was you, I remember this one sketch on SNL with uh, Damon Wayans and Anthony Michael Hall where they were like. They were like hustlers, gangsters, and they were selling. It was like the Hoodlum Shopping Network or something, and they were selling. They were selling stuff that had obviously been stolen. Okay, and it was that sketch was far more suited to Living Color than it would have been yeah. to. Uh, it definitely sounds like an in Living yeah, Color sketch. Yeah. So I was watching the uh, the special features on the DVD of Breakfast Club, and so so the whole Brat Pack thing, I didn't understand where it started. So they they did like a little featurette about the Brat Pack. So do you, like, do you know this? Are you familiar with this term, the Rat Pack? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it was these, like, like after because the Rat Pack was in the sixties. Yeah. Whatever, so these guys. Or, so basically, yeah, basically everybody pack. who's in this movie plus a couple of right. plus like Matthew Broderick and yeah. a couple Rob Lowe. But, but and, this right. was like the Dylan most Moore. of them in one movie. Yeah. Right. This yeah. was the way, so. What happened was is um, uh, New York Magazine was doing an article on Emilio Estevez. Right. Right. And yeah. they, I think they, I, I forget the details now, but they like hung out with him at a party, and a bunch of these young actors were hanging out. And the writer of the story was right. like, they, they needed a hook or an angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she kind of created this thing where it was like the Brat Pack. But they were all, 
it's funny because they were all like kind of they were all like super professional. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like they were spoiled brats right. like, causing trouble. They were literally just like like child phenoms. Yeah, but who I mean, were working hard and being professional, and they just I happened think, to be successful at a young age. I always thought that the brat though referred to more like the uh, the characters. Like where is it? There's this. I saw this. This is oh so man, fun. Adam's got like eight thousand index cards. We love a guest that brings the lar- notes. He's got the large index cards with single space. Wow, you have. Notes. You might have amazing. The, you might have just. You might win the award for uh, most I, notes on the podcast. For the most obsessive compulsive guest. But no, I found this. This was just pretty cool i hope we can read it hallie because my that's the one problem my handwriting is still really small but my eyesight's getting worse so i write things down i can't do you have a cell phone I do have a cell phone. <laughs> you could have just done that, you know. Oh yeah, but I wanted written eight thousand notes in a cell phone. I don't yeah, think so. I write all my jokes in the. I cell write my phone. jokes in my cell phone, yeah. but it's just like for something like this, it would be. But as a guy with bad handwriting, that's no, what my, I do. But my handwriting is actually pretty good. Oh okay. Uh, it's just too small for me to read it. So this is <laughs> no, but this is. I want to go back to the thing that I said about. I was saying about the Brat Pack, right? Yeah. Hallowell's film guide. This they referred to this movie as abysmal apologia. For loudish teenage behavior. Yeah, I don't. I don't. What's apologia? Like it's An in other apology. words, they're like they're like m- it, making it okay for teens to be a pain in the ass. Oh fuck off! Come on, we, you have to figure like at, th- at this time. This was like the time when the kids were kind of taken over. Yeah, exactly. At the end of this was like one of the early movies where at the end the kids like don't get their comeuppance. Right. They like, literally they like stick it to the man, and there, <laughs> there's no like ending scene where they're like, actually like. Well, son, you actually have to learn that you do right. have to listen to the principal. It's like, no, the movie ends with them giving a fuck you to the principal, and then going about their and about their about way. Their day, right yeah, there. it's it's it, it's, it's so a great fucking movie. It's so interesting how it it all takes place in the school. Oh, One day, the fact that they just get dropped off at the beginning yep. and picked up at the end is great. There's 13 people credited people in the movie. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, and I, and that includes, which like, is even higher. That includes the extras. Yeah, that's like includes the yeah. the the uh, his mother and sister and who his, don't even yet yeah, do right, anything. Yeah. Right, and then uh, Andy's father, who I think he's got to be the only one that has actually, a line. He yeah. might have well, a line. Well, yeah. the, the father, Claire's father, has a line, but he goes, you know, whatever. Barely, no, yeah. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Andy's father is the only one who you really see who actually like gives you an indication anywhere that. Something there's like a no. The, uh, a- a- Michael Hall's oh, mom right. is like, you better the, find a way to study. Right. That's right. You're right. I'm pretty sure at the end, his the guy, his dad picking him up is John Hughes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Brian's father picking yeah, up yeah, his yeah. John. He's not credited though for some reason. So he's 14. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And even like going back and watching wow, it, like, I really know this movie. The acting yeah, is acting. I was impressed with how good the acting is. So good. The writing, you know, it's again, it's a, it's like whenever people are like, oh, I can't. Can't, I love when people are like, "Oh, I don't watch old movies," and they made movies from like '92. I'm like, "You're a retard." Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like using. I love it when people. When what you meant was like, I love it when millennial comics say, "I don't watch old movies." Oh my god, I don't watch this old movie. But it's like this. You know, it's 80, yeah. it's '85. Okay, I get it. Yeah, like, old, technologies Peter. change, haircuts have changed. Is it really that hard to relate? No, to no, teenagers this is, oh, from thirty. Four no, years ago, totally no, that's not. why this movie. I don't is think it's dated. No, in that way, not at dated at all. It's not, not dated at all. And, and it's, I, I mean, except for the, except for the like the fashions. Yeah, yeah, the, the hair like, the, the, like the, the the um, what's the word? The peripheral details, not the peripheral, but the unimportant no. details yeah, the, I think are very dated, but they're unimportant. Which is funny because all that eighties stuff is coming back now. There's such yeah. like eighties nostalgia. Right, sure. Like a, a thing I always say is that if you look, um, I feel like. 
2019's idea of modernity is Blade Runner's idea from 1982 of what 2019 would be like. You know what I mean? Like every new bridge, every new. If you ever walk like the oh, high, yeah, if you the walk bridges. the High Line now, yeah. all those buildings look like they would have been in Blade Runner in 1982 when they predicted what the future is like. Oh, so like cool. people don't have a, a new idea of what the future is going to look like. They're just rehashing the, the 1982 one. idea of what the future was going to look I like. I see. It's a really interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah. It's also a really clunky thing to say all the time, and you do say it. I wanted to say you know you don't say that all the time, but you actually do. I have not figured out a way annoying. to get it streamlined that. Yeah, you got to uh, figure well, out how to. Yo, that's just ribeye. <laughs> a bone in, not not bone in ribeye, not bone in. Yeah, what do you say if it's not bone? It's, it's just, just a regular ribeye. You got to yeah. yeah. mm, Interesting. Um, um, so yeah, this is timeless. The the themes explored in this movie. I felt that I watched this movie. I think the first time I was probably like a freshman in high school. And related to it so hard, like so hard. Not, we had cell phones. So. Well, the thing is, I, 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 this was hard for me to go back. This movie and Ferris Bueller were actually hard for me to go back and watch because they meant so much to me in that high school period. And I didn't right. necessarily have a great time in high school. Oh, and so really? it's like a mo- Yeah. I, I didn't mean, know that. So I, uh, I'm learning about. I don't photos. know. I just assumed that every comedian didn't have a great yeah. time. In really? High Wait, did you not have a good time? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, I I <laughs> identify like a, with this movie, so like yeah. this movie. No, would, but I mean, so did I. Okay, it wasn't always great, but I had a pretty good time in high school. Right. I mean, well, I, I, didn't, you, I did not have fun. <laughs> there was no, there was plenty of fun. Well, I wasn't times, like the but, king of the school or anything, but like, I mean, there and there were times where like it was shitty. Alex and, is a popular kid. You could see it now. No. I, I was liked by the popular kids, but I yeah. wasn't like in their group. No, you. But they wanted to like, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you, it, it happens now. People are like, "Oh, Alex is here." I am. I am likable. No, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not, like, dig, I'm not digging you. Like I. No, I, say, I know. I, know, I say that all the time. Like people like love Alex. Look, it's a good thing I'm likable because I'm not very funny. So, Stop. Yeah, hey, that's what it is. That's not true. I mean, I've only known. I'll be you. in DC next week because I'm <laughs> likable. <laughs> Come see me, fucking charm you on stage. How was that set? So likable, <laughs> guys. Yeah. Just you want to shake his hand, yeah. Jesus. All right. But well, the, anyway. the point I was going to make like though I said, is not funny. <laughs> I really identified this movie without really seeing myself as any one of the characters. Oh, really? That's I think I'm a little bit of a of a couple different. That's characters. funny. That's, oh, go on. I was thinking that like. I mean, I, I can show you a picture of me from high school. Oh, I was going to have it called up. So if you give me a second, I can find it. Of but course, it's yeah. on Facebook. All right. Well, while you're getting it, I'm just going to say I felt the same way as Peter. I felt they were very extreme versions of like the, the actual people in, in high school. So I felt like I was yeah. a part of all of them, kind of. I mean, it is, it's supposed to be a cliche, like the cliche yeah. no, of each no, no, thing. No, totally. But it's done in like a fresh, interesting way. Well, yeah, in a I funny mean, way, and it's no, but you, they have to be very specifically who they are. They there has to be a jock, there has to be the preppy, yeah. whatever the girl. There's got to be the weirdo. They nailed all the stereotypes, yeah. and, and it's true. High, the thing about high school is high school doesn't change. It, the technology and the people, you know, there's generational differences, but you're always going to have this segmentation of the population, yeah. and they're, you're bursting with sexuality. Like, dude, the shit is going to divide itself. People are going to hang yeah. out with the people they're most like. You can't find the thing? I just, I don't know. They move the shortcut, you know, on the thing, and I can't find it. Oh, on, on Facebook, your looking for your photos. Uh, yeah, look, I can't find photos all the time. I don't, I don't understand what it is. Uh, this is a, sort of an embarrassing moment right it's here. It's okay. So what, what were you going to say about the photo? Oh, uh, no. Well, I mean, I was going to show you a photo and, and of me in high school, and it's very clearly that I'm a Brian 
Johnson. Oh in man, high really? Yeah. 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 How, what year? How? Uh, See, the thing about when you were in high school. Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm not that. I'm not old enough that right. this movie is contemporary to my high school right. experience, uh, experience. But right. or the release of this movie. But my sister made me watch it when I was a kid, and we watched it a lot in high school. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, I feel like at least in my high school, nobody wanted to be related. Nobody wanted to be Andrew or Claire. Nobody wanted to admit that they were the people who could get along. Everybody wanted to be. But, I mean, obviously yeah, not yeah. everybody can be an outcast or a badass. You know what I mean? Of course so not. I, I just – it's funny to me because I was coming here ready to make the argument that nobody wanted to like, – I was expecting him to be like, oh, well, I consider myself, you know, a little bit of Brian, a little bit of uh, of Allison. And I expected you to be like, oh, I'm a total John Ben. Like, you know, that's what I was expecting. And then yeah. I come here and you guys are both not making the point. <laughs> <laughs> So well, maybe well, this is what we, we should we have done do it. that pre-interview. You could script it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, here's the John Bender is is by far the best character. Oh, yeah. He's the I most mean, interesting, the movie. most the most well acted. Dude, Judd Hirsch and also Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Who's Judd Hirsch? Who's Judd Hirsch? This is a totally different movie with Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch is ordinary taxi. He's he's still around. He's still doing sitcoms. I don't even know who Judd Hirsch is. Alex is like my favorite actor in this movie is Judge Reinhold. He's so good. Why did Judd Nelson? Well, why don't I know his name, though? What, what the fuck happened to this, guy, this guy's career? He's so good in this movie. I, you know, I was actually looking at I, most of them, most of the people in this movie, with the exception of really John Kapalos and Richard and uh, Paul Gleason, the principal and the and the and the uh, janitor. and the janitor, both of them kept having the same career, which was that they were supporting act, supporting character actors. They continued to do that. John Kapalos, yeah. so. Everyone else, with the really the exception of Emilio Estevez, didn't make it past ninety two with a career. When you yeah, when that's you look very at, when you look at uh, Hollywood careers, so, uh, ten years is a good run. Right. So if you're if you start in eighty four at seventeen or twenty, and you're wrapping up at thirty years old, you had a pretty good right. Hollywood but career. But what else sure. was Judd Nelson in? Well, he was in he was in Saint Elmo's Fire. Immediately oh, he was. After I, that. Is it is it good? I haven't seen that. It's like. Say no more. It's say no more. No, <laughs> this movie is midway between Sixteen Candles and Saint Elmo's Fire. That's exactly that's what. Got it. it. Got it. So okay. it's like a more grown up. If you saw Sixteen Candles, yeah, I've seen. And it. Then, so you like the jump from that movie to this movie. Yeah. Saint Elmo's Fire, written by uh, John Hughes, but not directed by him. Uh, and they all play college graduates. Very angsty. It's like it's like almost pre thirty something, right? It's yeah. like that's what it is. It's like uh, you're not you're like it's because you expect you understand. That like a sixteen year old could sit in a library and be like, "My life is terrible because my f- my friends push me to do things I don't want to do." But then when you hear a bunch of twenty four year olds saying the same thing, it's <laughs> yeah. like, and they just dude, graduate from Georgetown and they're fucking rich. It's like, it's go like, fuck yourself, get your fucking life together, and just go be somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. no, but he, I, but he I, was. I mean, he was on a sitcom for years with suddenly Susan, yeah, with uh, Brooke Shields. Oh, and and I mean, did you ever see that show? I might have caught like a couple. It's my episodes. first time ever hearing that. What a terrible! Suddenly, suddenly Susan. Yeah. So it's what, like, what could that be about? Okay, so <laughs> they needed a Brooke Shields vehicle, right? Okay, in <laughs> yeah, like ninety seven. They, did, they yeah. needed a Brooke Shields vehicle. She was like she, an eight girl. He, yeah, well, she was. That was the thing. She was like rife to come back, and she yeah. was. She had done. So they got this 
sitcom, but man, that that thing you don't remember this thing. It was you're just like too young, just like a little bit too young. I remember like the, I think I remember like the set. Were they like in a newsroom? They were or in office? a newspaper. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. and they basically the reason the mo- the TV show sucked because it was suddenly Susan, and then every other character was just ripped from another NBC sitcom yeah, at the time. Yeah. They had the redheaded, sna- sarcastic Kathy Griffin. It was Kathy Griffin yeah. doing Vicky Lewis from News Radio. It was the no same. Shit. Thing. Wow, they did. And that. then they had a white guy who was like a loser, and he was like smart and sarcastic, like Chandler. If I show you the picture of the guy, you'd be like, "This guy looks just like Matthew Perry." <laughs> yeah. And then they had the like the put upon Latino guy, who, like they ripped Antonio yeah. off of Wings. Show didn't work, so then they added Judd Nelson after one season. And oh, it, I wow. mean, it was like a Carolina. But this, I mean, this is his first movie. It's a great comedic performance. It's like, he's so, so fucking he's funny, good, dude. He's really his good. timing is hilarious. His mo- it's his movie. Yeah, it's his movie. It's. I was watching uh, some clips just to read, you know, whatever my memory of the film because I've seen it like a thousand times. I know everything about this movie, but uh, there's a clip up there on YouTube, and some whoever uploaded it titled it uh, "Best that's, Scenes from Breakfast Club," mostly, mostly John, John Bender. Bender, mostly John, John Bender, Bender. Yeah, yeah that's which he, is exactly like you could. It's I wrote that down. He's the instigator of all the action. Yeah, I mean, if he, so if you, good, you dude, take dude. him out, you have five kids who sit silently yes. in attention. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that? When the band doesn't play any music, what's right, that? Exactly. That's room, the, jo- room the joke. Tone. Room tone. The it's, joke a movie, it's a movie of room tone. Yeah, it's a yes. movie of room tone where everyone. Actually, that's. I remember. I. That's. That's. That's funny that you say. My, my. I think my sister made the same point like twenty years ago. That. Wow. That's so funny. Yeah, and I didn't. And that, and that I didn't remember. It's. It's funny what I remember certain things vividly. Like I remember, uh, you know, uh, the scene where. Should we like skip around? But yeah, we can skip around. I, re- I, I, I remember. Guys, you know, you remember the though. most emotional moment is when Emilia Estevez breaks down, talking about you know why he got in trouble. Right. I remember that. I remember. Uh, Anthony, I I don't know. Is that the most emotional moment? I think that's. I think the most. I would have to agree with with yeah. That. I don't. What think about that. what about um. Maybe it's his acting, but Jud- Judd has a breakdown at some point. That's pretty. That's emotional. more like angry. It's right. fucking and like, good. Re- it's man. revealing who the character is. Yeah. but it's not like there, there isn't a con- when he's like, "Okay, Dad, you want to fucking punch me, Dad?" It's so, not a, no, it's, Dad. Yes, yes. What about you? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> it's no, not Dad. It's but that that's like amping <laughs> up the movie. Yeah. This is this scene is a catharsis. That's true. That's true. That, that's that's true. where like the movie kind of really hits. You're right. Emilio's is pretty. I think, yeah, I think the only other heavy. moment that's close to it is with Brian and the elephant. But I but he ruins it because <laughs> he does because yeah. he brings in the fucking flare gun. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so yeah, I would have to agree with Emilio. And you know, and the lipstick scene and like her dumping out her purse. Like there's certain yeah. like images to like my. My favorite time thing this go around is when he's in the drop ceiling when he's sneaking out, oh my God. and the way that it's it, like it was filmed like fucking Die Hard. Yeah, yeah they yeah. filmed it like when 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 Bruce Willis is in the fucking air shaft. It's it's the exact same scene. Right. Even the music is like way more like like electronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like shot like an action scene. And then of course there's the joke is that he falls through the fucking drop ceiling. And for years I wanted to know what the punchline of that joke was. Yeah. But there's no punchline <laughs> no, of the joke. But, but again, falls. that's like that's like that the way he does that scene yes. is how a 40 year old seasoned right. actor does that well, scene it's just the whole idea of it of the of he's uh, he's up there he's talking to nobody right he's there just entertaining himself I mean, we happen to be lucky enough to like be experiencing the moment with him yeah but he's he's just doing it for himself and he's making himself laugh you know it's great yeah it really is great it i really um, is you know i'm not i'm not like a jealous person i'm not somebody who's like oh i wish i had so-and-so's life 
But I do want like what would have been like to be like a kid on a John Hughes, like having that relationship with that John Hughes because yeah. you hear people awesome. talking about him, and yeah, yeah, he like he held grudges. They say that like yeah, I, I read that too where he basically right. stopped talking to my ring for well, twenty yeah, years. Yeah. So the second half of the story that I was telling before was yeah. that he so Anthony Michael Hall doesn't didn't do Pretty in Pink, and then the next movie was some kind of wonderful, and he wanted. Molly Ringwald and she wouldn't do it and he knew how he knew that she knew how hurt he was about Anthony Michael Hall and the fact that he wouldn't that she wouldn't then do some kind of wonderful he just was like that's it I'm done with these people and he just totally like they rarely really never spoke yeah yeah, it's it's I guess yeah I guess he felt like they weren't grateful for I don't know I don't know. I I don't know anything about John Hughes, the guy. To be honest really, with you, I just character. know his work. He was so like we were joking about like how w- white this movie is, but he's he's from Chicago. I used to, right? I used to live in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago is a very segregated city. The northern suburbs of Chicago are very rich and very right. white, and that's I mean that's where Ferris Bueller lives. Right. That's where he like created a fictional town, Shermer, right, Illinois, right. and it's based on where he's from. But he was an he was an ad exec. Guy. Like he right. was a like he was already like a like successful, an advertising. Yeah, he was like creating like ads. Yeah, like worked for Leo Burnett, which is one of the biggest ad agencies in the world in Chicago. Mm. And I, be, I believe his break was writing the short story that became Vacation. He got for National hired, Lampoons. He got hired to write a fake ad campaign for National Lampoon. Oh, and really? That's what. And then he, then they gave him. I think that's what it was. And then they gave his first assignment was Vacation Fifty Eight. Yeah, and then he when he said like when he was when he started directing movies, he literally didn't know how to direct a movie, right. and he was like figuring it out on the job. But he had like his vision was so clear, even like and and again, this I didn't remember this. Like you, rem- everybody remembers the 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 theme song to Breakfast Club. Right. Like it's like a joke at this point. But there's a lot of good music. Like the yeah. music in this movie yeah. is oh, really no. I mean, well that, done. Also, that song is fantastic. It is an amazing song. What do you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Like it's like, okay. You don't think don't of like hurt me no. You don't right think now. of John Hughes and go like oh every every one of his movie like the way people are like oh Tarantino has all this amazing yeah you don't music think of it as almost his, like artistic and yeah stuff. but it, the music yeah. is really well done in, in this movie. And I think that it's I think that it's I would agree with you that people don't think about it but I do think that it's very important to his movie yes I mean, it is it's like there's the Don Cashane and Ferris Bueller oh, God, if it's yeah. not if that song is not Don Cashane and Twist and Shout yeah. it doesn't work it's gotta be those two songs it really the, the Twist and Shout, Shout scene is really yeah but he always had, he point. always has Sorry. a kind of like progressive like the, the, the music word Ferris is running back yeah. to the house yeah. like that's like kind of like Electronic eighties right, progressive right. music, which is kind of the same as like the the scene where Bender is breaking yeah, out of right. the closet, whatever. It's like he he's like hip to what's going on too uh, at the at the time period. No, I just I, it's a sh- he died at what fifty nine years old. Oh, yeah, damn. really young here in, in Central Park. He fell down in Central Park. Had a heart attack. Oh, he really? Yeah, his, he was visiting his kids, his ah, grandkids. Fifty nine years old, dropped dead. Yeah, just, I got to know. I mean, he had he, at that point he was kind of. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, no, might the been, last movie he directed was Curly Sue in 1992. Yeah, so I mean, who knows? You never know if somebody's gonna right. I mean, come back or have something else. I don't know. I mean, or... it's interesting to think about like what would have happened. I mean, obviously, he was destined to make movies that were not just the Brad Pack kind of movies because Plane Trains and Automobiles is like yeah. that's a movie that identifies with like uh, adults in a way that you're shocked came two years after a movie like The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Like, to be able to appreciate 
teen angst and then also understand the humor and the frustration of a father trying to get home and 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 the whole thing with uh John Candy and his, you know, and his widow. I mean, the the idea yeah. of a movie like that. Yeah, we did we did that movie. Well, but, I, and, I, also like, and also no, like, no, 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 no. I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying, I I totally agree. And uh, I I think his his range is pretty. You would think it's narrow, but it's not. It's not at yeah. all. I was looking at like he did four movies in two years right. that he wrote, wow. which is nuts. And are you? Do you know? Are you familiar with Preston Sturgis? Yeah, Preston Sturgis is a. Director, oh, what was like the name? Of- Sullivan's Travels. Yes, Lady. That's right. yeah, yeah, He's yeah. one of my all-time Sullivan's favorites. Travels, right. I'm not just an '80s guy. So, Preston Sturges in the '40s, basically within like a three or four year window, wrote and directed like four of the greatest like right. comedies of all time: The Lady Eve, um, uh, blah, 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 Sullivan's Travel. I should have I prepped seen for this. That. He, seen he also did like Palm Beach Story, which is not right. One. He did a bunch of. To me, Lady Eve and and Sullivan's Travels are all-time classics, and right. they influence a lot of later stuff like in in the movie sullivan's travels the director in that movie is trying to make, make a mo- movie called oh brother where art thou? yeah which is where See, the coens are briggs brig uh preston right, sturgis right, right right and i'm like i'm a huge fan of preston sturgis as like a figure yeah and yeah. he was a guy who was like in business he wrote a play on a lark and then he became like the biggest hit in broadway right went out west was at one point like the highest paid guy one of the highest paid men in america and then blew it all so he had this like this six or seven year window where he was on top of the world right. and he could just like never get it back. Yeah. But the movies like they're super funny, super well, well written, great classic movies. And it's kind of like Hughes's kind of thing. He just had this window of time where he made these like all time classic movies. And I wonder if he, even if he had lived, he probably, that, that probably would have been it for him. Well, it seems like he was pretty much done. I mean, he hadn't really done anything of any note for a f- Five or ten years before he died. I was one of those, like this, and like I again, like loving like Hollywood lore. There's definitely guys who they, even though they, their name is not on anything, they're still like kind of advice, play, like playing consigliere to yeah. movie makers. So like Robert Town, who wrote Chinatown and all these other movies, I would hear stories about like people would take their movie to Robert Town right. to watch it and give notes. Yeah. So even though he's not technically, you know, you know, writing writing movies that are getting produced, he's still involved in the game. And I remember hearing a story of like a young Vince Vaughn going and hanging out with John Hughes. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Oh, Here's pretty, another yeah. Chicago guy, right. a funny guy who's from like two generations later right. or, ge- or generation later. Same kind, of, same kind of feel to the movie. Like why would – if you're John Hughes, why wouldn't right. you, you know, mentor – like right, the the kid you would have directed ten years ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, why would were. you not? And I I love like hearing stories like that that he was still kind of like in the in the scene in uh, in that way. Or people like people would like uh, go like do a pilgrimage to go see John Hughes in Chicago. You know? Yeah, I mean, I read the thing about like uh, about how he just cut off Molly Ringwald and and Anthony Michael Hall, and I kind of just felt really good because then I was like, oh well, now. Now I can just do that if I want. Like I don't have yeah. to. I just don't have to put up with people. I I'm, I don't have any respect. Oh, for I think uh, a big part of like being a healthy adult is cutting people out of your life. Right. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, then this will be the end of us, Peter. I think. I mean, whatever. <laughs> after this, after this episode drops. But no, like 
I actually, uh, I mean, Anthony Michael Hall had that show, The Dead Zone. Like he yeah. came back, but it's like weird because he's like he became like a kind of jacked creeper. Yeah, older I mean, it's adult. like he went through puberty twice, right? Like, because yeah. if you look <laughs> yeah. at if you look at him in if you look at him in like this movie, yeah, or if you look at the clips of him on SNL, and then you look at him in Vacation, there's no way that's the same guy. And then all of a sudden, he comes back for Edward Scissorhands, and his like face is all yeah. I don't remember he's him in Edward the he's the bad jock. No, no shit, I are do remember him now. Yes. Really? No shit. Yes. Oh, that, I That's didn't when know he that came that... back in his head and, he lo- and then he <laughs> made the dead zone. And it's like, it's he's such a different person now. Like if I was having dinner with Anthony Michael Hall, I wouldn't be thinking I'm having dinner. I wouldn't even dinner. feel it. I wouldn't be like, it, I wouldn't think of him as Brian Johnson. To me, he's the like creepy guy from the dead zone. He, and, uh, no, he's the other creepy guy from the dead zone. Not the, the movie, guy. the TV show. Yeah, right, exactly. He uh, he came into uh, I was managing Tao and he came in one time with like a like a model and he got a little like little saucy but it was it's weird because he's like he's big Wait, and he was like, saucy as in drunk or yeah like, he got or drunk mean. and he was like being like he's like, one, he's like one of those he's like he's like handsy with everybody like you can't <laughs> oh, like you can't just like shake your hand he's got to rub your back when he and it just like it was creepy because I was like you're fucking Anthony Michael Hall that's so weird that and he's he was that like, guy he was like being overly nice I know what you mean the but over then, massage but then also guy. like I think he was kind of like being like. I don't want to. I don't want to malign the guy, but like you know him. <laughs> Any and, further? Him and the, his date were at a table, and there was some. It was like you ever see a guy where he's like being a little too nice to the woman, and it makes it makes you a little nervous. Does that I make see. sense? Yeah, you were around half black girls. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up! What? That's no, funny. That is funny. All right, yeah. uh, no, it just, it just, it, it just. Maybe it's just like there's too much baggage for me in my childhood. No, no, no. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I, I get that kind of. But uh, the, yeah. the, I, what I just remembered, and again, it, the weirdest thing of this time period is how Robert Downey Jr. starts as like the nerd friend. Right. He's the lowest guy on the totem pole of this. And now he's, what he's was he the nerd friend in? I probably know. In but, Weird um, Science. And that's Robert Downey no, Jr. No, 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 no. He's the ner- he's the nerd friend of the bad guy. Yeah, in Weird he's Science. like he's oh, like the sidekick okay, of the okay. heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in um, oh, in Back to School, right? He's the geeky friend. I've never seen that. And he's also in Johnny Be Good. He's the. I, like, I was going to say, in... well, Johnny Be Good is Anthony Michael Hall is like a is a I know, jock. It's so weird. Which I actually remember really fucking enjoying that movie. I, I never have to saw watch it. all of these. I though. never saw, it, but it's a it's like a one it's like a one weird weird period of his because it's like the last movie because after that he didn't really make any high school movies where it's he's because it's playing against type basically. That's he yeah. makes one movie playing against type and then he shifts his type again. That's why it's a weird movie. Is what I'm yeah, to say. it was it was like it was sh- it should have been the start of something and right. it was it and wasn't. it wasn't exactly. And he disappeared for a while and then he comes back and does TV. It's and- like the it's like the Tim Burton of the Planet of the Apes movie. It's like yeah. it's supposed oh to start something God. off. Yeah, exactly. So it's supposed Good to start something off and nothing happens. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. Um, like he's that's like, like blowing your load too early. Or he's something. weirdly yeah. in the yeah. Batman movie. You know what I mean? It's like so like he's in one of the the Batman movie. Which one? Is he, Which series? Is he in Batman Begins? I don't know. Is he the journalist? Let's look that oh up. no, he's in he's in The Dark Knight. He's what? the journalist, the TV journalist that the Joker takes over the TV studio studio and like t- like telling That's crazy. I didn't even not yeah. only had I forgotten about that, but I didn't see anything about that. Well, there was crazy. all these cuz you know like his Matthew Modine shows up in the other right, one right, right, and right. it's like all these like weird 80s like drop-ins yeah. in uh in small in oddly small parts. And that's was and that's another thing about all the people in this movie wind up doing cameos that are like a, that are their own 
that are um, yes, like that are themselves that are themselves like so uh, first there's you know of course there's not another teen movie and they're they're like they're all in that or uh Molly Ringwald's in that Vernon's in that Paul Gleason uh he plays the he plays the same character in not another TV. Yeah, movie. I'm gonna say I don't know if you've seen it, Peter, because that no. I, see I I'm getting to know Peter because from 2000 to like 2005, Peter doesn't know or like anything from that era, basically. Well, because well, I graduated from college, yeah. I traveled a lot. Uh, I see, was like not living. Another, uh, yeah, go I'm ahead. saying I was like living. That was you, a chaotic time in my you gotta, life. Right. You gotta see. You gotta see. Uh, not another team movie. It's a great. It's bad movie. It's, it's, a, it's great, a great movie. Yeah. Well, you gotta see it because. Um, you would like it. You got to see it because the of the exchange student. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to like it, dude. Okay. It, okay. I, it, I, it, I, I, it makes me sound like a dirty old man, which I am. Go ahead. I'm a Adam. big... <laughs> I was gonna say no. I'm gonna say I'm a big Ali Sheedy like fan, except for this. Like I had the hots for Ali Sheedy in every other movie except this one. Why? I think she's she's so good. I was always she's so good in this movie. She's good, but she's not the girl that I would have had the crush on. I still was into. her. Well, you're not supposed to have the crush on her. You're not supposed to, but I always was like. But I had a crush on her. I mean, short circuit. Are you kidding me? Dude, I don't think Molly Ringwald. Johnny Five is alive. Do either of you, or have either of you, ever thought Molly Ringwald was like attractive? Yes, not at all. In this movie, zero percent. In this movie, I had. I've never gotten it. I had a a serious chubby for her. Really? Yeah. I would have. I would have wanted the other. Made my Jewish dreidel spin. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) spin. No, if you want that. Who's a who? I, oh, I, I listen yeah. to Adam Carolla, and he like grew up with the Ringwald sisters. Oh, really? They were like you know a, a, like a lower middle class family right, in Glendale, right, right. California. And he's like, and then one day Molly was rich and famous. Yeah, but the fact that she's that she and Anthony Michael Hall are both sixteen in this movie. They're actually sixteen. They're really sixteen. Oh, really? Yeah, and and the, uh, you could tell Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, you young. Could, and and, and I'll tell you, I mean, the only one you know, Judd Nelson's twenty five. He's the only one who looks. He's the only one who was not convincingly a high school student. Yeah, but you believe yes. it with him because, <laughs> you do, because he does a good job yeah, acting. Yeah. yeah, but he. Visibly is much older, than right? right. He, and it's so weird that he's like twenty five and she's sixteen, and they're like making out at the end of the perfect movie. for each other. That's that. I remember that scene too. Like that's a really well done thing at the end, and, and that's the way the movie should end. It's the right. two of them. Like I mean, and you know, like listen, I went to camp, and I thought I was going to be best friends with all my camp friends too, and yeah. I was so upset. But like you know, at the they're, they're, come Monday, none of these kids are fucking. Right. Talking well, to they address that. Yeah, they have a whole scene about. I know. That. I just, it just, but that to me is like that's a it's, great scene. It's heartbreaking because I, yeah. I literally I was mean, the guy who wanted my camp friends to be my friends <laughs> oh, forever. Peter. I think. I think that what happens is this is what I always thought was happening was that uh, the four of them wind up at Stubby's party, right? Andrew takes uh, Allison to Stubby's party. He goes, you remember? He goes. Uh, they're sitting around, and Andrew says to uh, to Claire, "Are you going to Stubby's after it?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His parents are out of town. It's gonna be a big rager. Yeah. She goes, "I don't know. I mean, my mom said I could go, but my dad said I could go. And if I do what my dad said, you know, so there's that whole scene. So, so I figured that the four of them, they Claire brings Bender, and Andrew brings Allison. They all four go to the go to the party, and like within an hour, they're like, "Oh wait, we." This doesn't work, and they all just leave, <laughs> and that's the end of it. I think and no Anthony Michael Hall. He just well, no, he's trying to get in because he's. I think one. I mean, one of the reasons I didn't like. I mean, in high school, I didn't belong to any one clique. Like, I was a skater, but I was in the AP classes. You know, like I didn't quite. But I was kind of a loner who got around with everybody. I think, which I think most comedians 
tend right. to be sure. that way. So why but, was it not a good time? Because that's where I was, and I liked. I don't because I just I don't know. There was I was like obsessed with this one girl, and it was not uh, good. And like there was some fr- like uh, like my best friend. <laughs> I got in trouble with him one time, and like his parents wouldn't let us like hang out for all of senior year in high school. Oh Jesus! Really? There was a that's lot of just, old like, stupid shit. Got but, it. Um, okay. I remember like I went to like governor school which was like this like, summer program and i made i remember being great in like heightened scenarios which is what this is you know what i mean like i would have been if you put me in detention with five other people i would have had the fucking day of my life <laughs> okay. and i would have known i wouldn't have been bender in that i would have been malicious in any way but i definitely would have been stirring shit i see but i would have the one pulling the screws yeah out. but i want to um i'd want to have like that experience but then the regular life wasn't as interesting. So I, well, I kept, I I kept putting myself in – and I think that's what camp so, is. So, you're in a heightened situation where you're you – know, it's, it's a controlled environment. You're, it's a short period of time. You, get, you have like these really intense experiences. Quickly. It's, it's regular life to me that was like kind of dull and uninteresting. I understand. I agree. That's and, such a sad like – well, I mean, that's, reality, but that's what though. like that's what I love about Ferris Bueller. Like that, it's like that that day. Like yeah. you don't want to you don't want to live. Coming a of age life. movies have this kind of sadness about them because it's you goody. know that's it because you know it's, it's not going to last. Yeah, whatever yeah. happened in the movie, if it's a good coming of age movie, it's a fleeting happiness because I, I don't life know, is. Do you think this is a coming of age movie? Yes, hundred percent. I I don't. I don't, because nobody changes. It doesn't That's matter. That's kind of the whole point. Like, I guess that is the point of coming of age. And the point you're making is like, is like on Monday, all of these people, the, the world is going to be the exact same to them on Monday. I mean, it's... I mean, their perspectives would have changed, but they probably are. Their actions wouldn't have. Yeah, it's and and that's reality. So that is sort of coming of age to realize that they had they sat in detention and they learned that the other people around them, you know, aren't that different. I mean, that's kind of a cliche, but it's it's yeah. true. I don't know. I mean, I think the whole, I think that they, I mean, like I said, I think that uh, it's it's in the same way that the relationship is fleeting. I think that mm-hmm. the. The relationship with the understanding is fleeting as well. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a that's a way you could look at it. I mean, I I mean, how often do people really? I read that they were going to do that. The original plan for this movie was to make sequels every ten years. Oh, that's and interesting. then John Hughes got so fucking sick of dealing with John Nelson because John Nelson was just John Bender the whole time. Oh wow! And so John Hughes um, was like, I can't. I'm never going to work with this guy again. And then, of course, never, you know, like by 10 years later, he wasn't talking to Anthony Michael Hall or Molly Ringwald. So it just didn't pan out. It just didn't pan out. But to me, like, I'm, I, I think that the next, if there was another movie, which by the way, must, if they, if they didn't call it the lunch club, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck to call Would it. Would that have upset you? Well, yeah. I mean, maybe the brunch club. It depends on how many movies you're going to make. Right, but true. still, I mean, I would like the afternoon tea club a couple of years later. But, um, I would, I would think that the whole point of the next movie is that they all. What if they called it the breakfast club too? Would that breakfast. bother you? Well, as long would as it wasn't T-O-O with an exclamation yeah, yeah. point. Uh, <laughs> while, while we're at it, why the fuck is this the breakfast club? Oh, they I, eat lunch together. Why, I love how at the end of the movie he just goes, "We're the breakfast club." Like they never discuss <laughs> it at all. And I, I, in a way, I, I like like when movies don't overexplain, right, but right, I also right. don't like mo- when movies invent shit out of out of fucking thin blue air. It's kind of in this movie. It's kind of like a wink. It's kind of like it's kind of like you almost want to hear somebody go, "Yours truly, the Breakfast Club." There, yeah. we said it. Yeah. That was very David Tell. That just oh, came. Out. That, David oh, really? Tell just came out of your voice. Oh, was that right? Oh, there, there, we said. 
it. Can we mm. move on? Can we <laughs> okay. move on? No, but honestly, mm. I, I actually looked that up too. And the answer is because apparently that's what at, in like there's a high school in Chicago. I, I read different, different, a couple of different versions of the same thing. But apparently there's a high school in Chicago that somehow related to John Hughes, that that is what they call the weekend detentioners. Oh, so it's like something that, makes that sense. it's it's not out of nowhere because it's something that the the students would have already would have already uh, part of the dialogue that they would have the, that, yeah. that had with the teacher. So it wouldn't have been. I know it's like it's very obscure to, it, to title the movie that. Though I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. we it should ta- we should talk about the fact that Emilio Estevez was a real movie star. Like he wasn't yeah. like one oh, of yeah. these like teens. Like he like he was a big. Like I was gonna, my, Young Guns was yeah. huge for me. Like yeah. By the way, I was wondering how come you guys that Young Guns to me that's like the quintessential. Listen, we have a ton of movies that we need to do. So. Yeah, yeah. You got to get. So, you know what you need. You should do. You should call up Lou Diamond Phillips because I'm pretty. Oh sure, my god, I'm I pretty would sure love he's not to doing anything. Chavez and, e Chavez. You know what? My good buddy has a uh, comedy album named. The title of his album is called Lou Diamond Phillips because he has a Lou Diamond Phillips joke in it about how he doesn't have a career anymore. Basically, yeah. he does. And he was on the no, show called yeah. Longmire. No, like but a- the joke is basically. <laughs> I, I was happy to what see it. Longmire. It's like a, like a Western cop show, <laughs> and he plays a Native American. Being watched on televisions across Miami at four o'clock <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> it's huge in some places. It's yeah, weekdays at four. Away. <laughs> exactly. Oh god! If I could just do that, if, that's, you're talking about my. Dream life, by the way, watching like those those TV, being able to watch those TV shows. Oh my that, God. Like, hey, buddy, do you, you pay for CBS? You get those streams. I bet. Do you That's pay for CBS All Access? No, I have an antenna, and oh. I get uh, there's cozy TV. <laughs> You're making fun of me being old. You're the one. No, I'm not, I don't make fun of anybody being old. That's right. I, no, it was I, I race. Yeah. By the way, you guys are so sensitive. I didn't make fun of you. I said I'm younger than you. I I'm must n- be. Younger. I'm nostalgic for things that happened before I was born. Like I'm definitely. I'm saying, I definitely, definitely don't make fun of anybody. From, yeah. But um. Yeah. No. Lou Diamond was another one. La Bamba and and Young Guns. We should and, try and get Lou Diamond Phillips. That's oh what I'm God, saying. Dream. You should get him. He's not doing anything. I, I mean, I bet he's if, heard of only if Longmire's in hiatus, guys. Longmire's off the air. If he's shooting, our buddy Tom's album must must have got on his radar because it was on laugh. it was on like top 10 lists it's okay to laugh into the mic Adam oh, all right. well, yeah, I don't you keep laughing too. off mic it's hilarious well I don't want anyone to know that I'm having a good time <laughs> <laughs> you and Lou Diamond oh well comedians right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah those guys were Sometimes. like honest to good and again like you look at if you watch The Outsiders fucking Tom Cruise is the last guy you think yeah. 30 years later is the yeah. biggest fucking star yeah. of that whole well, group well yeah I mean pony, yeah. I mean th- things happen and, and like but that who movie played is, Pony Boy? Is Pony Boy Johnny is C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. Oh, see, yeah. yeah. I don't even he know who huge. that is. He yeah, was huge. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know his name. You would recognize his face. Probably, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. there's a saying that you have to have like a talent for your talent. Like lon- longe- That doesn't make sense. Longevity, I don't like this like, longevity in Hollywood is its own skill. Right, I agree. Separate from acting talent. Like Matt Dillon is an m- unbelievable actor, but he just – he doesn't have – Tom Cruise has that like robotic thing right. that these guys like – don't other guys don't necessarily have well, well yeah what I mean, do you think that thing is because I, I think I, there's something inhuman about it. I think it's yeah. almost I think it's like a, a it's almost a, a, like a psych attack of socio sociopathy is that the way you say it yeah Sociop- yeah sociopathy yeah. actually yeah, that's what i thought so no, you nailed it i was we're both stupid right, <laughs> sorry okay. sociopathy okay yeah yeah i think that's like you know obviously patrick swayze rest in peace he he died uh, I love that. I love why? That. Okay, love shouts Swayze. out Patrick. I love shouts Swayze. out Patrick Swayze. Um, um, why do we, we have to do this? I, 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 
I got to put a bunch more back here. Robbie, Paul Gleason recipes. We definitely need to talk about the two adults. We have to shout out Patrick Swayze at least once an episode. Give him a drop in a recipe. I love him so much. We've done quite a few Patrick Swayze. And I got I got Roadhouse is there just waiting, just waiting to be taken. Somebody pick Roadhouse. I met a comedian who said he wants to do it, but he. Oh, I had such a nice. Some guy from the UK. Uh, messaged me and not the podcast Instagram. So I don't know if people know we have an Instagram podcast, what Kill You Last Pod. But he was messaging me. He's from the UK and he was telling me like I think he thinks I'm you because oh. he was talking to me like about all this movie shit. And I'm like I'm not the fucking movie dude. <laughs> You're like do you but, listen, dude? No, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know anything. Maybe he thinks you're just playing a part. No, literally, I mean, yeah, he probably thinks I'm an actor or something. He said uh, he was like, such a. Ni- hang out with this. We've been getting a lot of downloads in uh, Ireland. Yeah, this, you know this guy, oh really? He goes hi Alex. This is Corox underscore UK. Hi, Alex. I've just been listening to you, to your Empire Strikes Back podcast, and the segment about Witness really hit home. Living on a farm, me too. That's you. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's you. That's you lived beautiful. on a farm. And he said, et cetera. Love Harrison Ford. Love Peter Weir. And absolutely love the scene where they build the barn, especially the accompanying soundtrack. Smiley face. This guy's so wholesome. Yeah. yeah. He's a wholesome guy messaging me. See, I yeah. just want to. And then I think he's a dad because the photo is of a little kid. It must be his son or something. Or maybe Thanks, it's a Karox UK. You're a wholesome guy. Oh Thanks God, for the message. Shout out to Karox UK. Yo, shout out, man. Underscore. Shout out. And rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. All right. Yeah, yeah. We can continue. No, I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. Like, Tom, we don't have sponsors. That's so, what we do. Like, <laughs> it's weird because like, those guys are all star. Like, Rob Lowe is a star, but he ran into a little bit of trouble. And then he but He's back now. Well, he's yeah. back. He became a TV star instead. It's he different. did no. He did the because TV star now is is like movie star. Then yeah, I mean, it's I, I think lines. Rob Lowe is a is, he's Rob a big Lowe's, star. I think I put him up there. But yeah, I mean, Parks and Rec, dude. Oh, amazing! I, but you, can't that, put him next to, you can't put him next to Robert Downey Jr. right no, now. No, 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 but no, no, no. give five, give Robert Downey Jr. five years. He'll be, yeah. and I think he, I think his career and Rob Lowe's career will be more similar. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, like. He's not doing Iron Man anymore. So yeah, yeah. in five years, no one's. What I mean, what are the chances that he's going to come back in? And I mean, do I'm not saying he's not going to be a movie star. I'm just saying I'm he's not going to be. I'm afraid that Robert Downey Jr. Is, like thinks he's Tony Stark. Like he's going to start going senile, and he like really thinks he's Tony. He's Stark. really funny. I mean, oh, he's he is amazing. funny. Do you remember? Dude, he's amazing. I, I was actually watching. I remember this this thing from when he again back to SNL when he what he and Anthony Michael Hall were the young the young Simon and Garfunkel, and he's singing. He was the young Paul Simon, and he goes, uh, Hello, Seymour, Artie's uncle, with the same last name, Garfunkel. (laughs) (laughs) That was a gag. And then there was one where he and Anthony Michael Hall were reviewing John Cheever's latest book on Weekend Update, and they they just kept making fart noises in the middle of it. It's hysterical. It's like they're trying to be, uh, they're trying to be really literarily, uh, 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 enlightened, and then every third word is a fart noise. It's very funny. Yeah. Right, okay. No, J- Downey's fucking we can cut that part so out. funny. So talented. <laughs> no, dude, you're hilarious, man. Thank I like you. how self-aware Adam is. Adam, we don't hang out much, but I like you, man. We should oh, hang out more. Much. Yeah, dude. Are you I, always at the pair? Or where yeah, do you, yeah, where do you the, hang out? Uh, yeah, well, the pair is the place, the uh, only place I really get up in the city. I mean, I get up around, but the pair is where I am most of the time if, okay. I'm, if I'm in New York City. Yeah, no, no, no. I'd love to... Yeah, we have you guys seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about I got, it, right? I got to see it. Yeah, see it. it's fine. I heard, I, I, seen it. Someone spoiled oh it for me, so it, I know the whole thing. But it's still like I can't oh, stop thinking 
see it. I'm going to see it. I can't yeah. stop thinking about it. Yeah, no. I mean, we I, actually, Peter and I were talking about it because we we ran into each other, started talking about the Breakfast Club, and then said, "No, no, no, let's save it yeah. for the pod." So you're all welcome because yeah. all of this conversation <laughs> yeah. would not. We could have wasted this on Google Street gems, yeah. and then so we started talking about Once Upon a Time in, in so Hollywood. and and so I what I did was when I got spoiled, I was like, "All right." I'm going to make this movie interesting by researching the fuck out of the real story. I think that's a good move. Yeah, and now I'm creeped out because I just watched a real interview of – God, what's his name? Manson. No, 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 no. Um, uh, The husband of of Sharon Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. So Roman Polanski did an interview like – not long after he uh, discovered his pregnant wife murder and everything – um, and you could watch it. It's it's like a it's it's not Dick Clark, but it's one of these old interview shows. Oh, it's a uh, Dick Cavett. Yeah, Dick, Dick Cavett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a creepy interview, man. It's yeah. weird. He's like describing how he doesn't like the press and all this weird stuff. So, and, and now knowing what was going through his mind when he was doing that, it's kind of interesting. And then you and then you with the hindsight knowledge that he's gonna fall off the deep end, start fucking fourteen year old girls yeah. and shit. Well, so it's just like it, it was a wild watch. And now I'm like excited to watch the movie again. So I got to see the movie probably tonight. Eh, not tonight. I got work, but. Yeah, it's it's and again, it's like all this like Hollywood lore and like yeah. like being an actor and like yeah. Well, world. that's what I was saying. I really liked uh, that movie because I could just watch the people are saying it's too long, but I could have sat through another forty five minutes of the old Hollywood stuff because to me it was amazing. So nobody t- like so, and it's funny because I was gonna say like if you know what what Breakfast Club actor does Tarantino put in his next movie? Because like Tarantino famously like resurrects right. the careers of like of actors, and thing that made me sad, and I can't believe no one's talking about it. Luke Perry is in this movie. Is in Once Upon a Time. Right, in I've, heard, I've heard people talking about it, and a little bit. it's yeah. so like poignant. Yeah, knowing that what happens, and again, it's like here's a guy who was on top of the world in a yeah. teen television right. show who was already in his twenties when he was doing it, and then this was kind of like a like a Tarantino like not like a wink, but like I, I think I think I don't think Tarantino does it as a joke. Right, I well, don't think he does it for irony. I think he does it like I, he genuinely. Think and he's right that Pam Greer and John Travolta and Robert Forster are great actors. Right. So I don't think he puts Luke Perry in his movie going, "Oh, is, wouldn't it be funny if I put a nine hundred two one actor in?" Right, right. I think he knows that Luke Perry has like a certain gravity well, to yeah, him. I mean, you can tell because he never cast these people to play any parody of what they've done before. Yeah, like, and they're not cameos. I mean, Luke Perry's in John Travolta's in the movie. I mean, obviously yeah. it's Pulp Fiction, so it's not. A, but even people like. Um, uh, even like uh, I wish I had a, a good example. Um, I'm sure we could think of one. I mean, he's done this a bunch. Uh, yeah, I mean, even like when like Kurt Russell in Death Proof, right? And that's I think that's the first time he used Kurt Russell yeah. in Death Proof. Kurt Russell is is has a lot to do in the movie, but it's he's not in the movie as Kurt Russell. He's in the movie as an actor who plays the part very effectively. Yeah, as opposed to basically what happened to most of to to Molly Ringwald and Ali Sheedy, where they started cameos just playing, of himself. Like, tongue tongue-in-cheek versions of yes where they're in the movie and you're supposed to be when they appear on screen you're supposed to be taken out of the movie and go hey that, that's ali sheedy not hey that's this character this, this to be scene. honest yeah. this is why i'm glad i'm breaking later in my life because i i don't want to i don't want to be is that what's happening right now are we seeing that are we is witnessing that, the breaking, are we witnessing you breaking this break is a real right this is a real thought i had like nobody prepared Lindsay lohan for like fame and money 
I'm gonna be ready. Like I'm not gonna fuck up. Like I'm <laughs> <These> fucking. <suck. laughs> you're gonna be I'm, so ready. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, gonna break so all right. Like like, yeah. like yeah. my mentor Gene Hackman. Like it, it happens later, oh, more mature. Man. I'm not gonna have these like childish like fucking like I'm going, this, this is work. Yeah. I'm going to work. I'm doing this is business. I saw I'm this not, meme on. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even a meme. It was like a photo. It was like twelve people who had success later in life and there was you know there's the Rodney Dangerfield and Martha yeah. Stewart and Susan Boyle and all these people and it is a picture of 12 people and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking yeah but if it was really that common they wouldn't have a photo that said it did happen to these 12 people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if it was if it was really not was, remarkable then they'd just be like oh that happens a lot all or the time. they'd have a picture of every celebrity in the last right, 20 exactly, years yeah. like there's a lot more that made it it's at pretty, 18 it's pretty, yeah. and for, you know it's a little bit more wider of a window for men so oh, we're yeah. fortunate in that Hollywood sense. Hollywood is so brutal it's to women. It's brutal to women. A little. I, mean, uh, if you're I, not I, should point, I should point out that when he said a little, he was uh, using air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's brutal. Again, again, whereas like 16-year-old Molly Ringwald is a star and 26-year-old Molly Ringwald is a has-been. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. That's sad. Yeah, that, that's a sad has-been. It's awful. But I mean, what do you, like, that's, people – I don't think people consciously – decide to do that i don't know i mean she was in the stand remember she's in the stand i wonder in that particular situation if she was cast to be molly ringwald or not because i don't think that's but that's how it played you're saying no no i don't think so i think oh um, okay i'm saying that i think that specifically in that situation maybe the mid 90s i don't know but then 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 I'm sort of disagreeing with my. I point. think I think you want <laughs> like I just liked your your pacing when you when you realize you've made no sense. I think certain act, certain uh, actors no, no, no. certain actors no. have a gravity to them when they've kind of been through the, the ringer a right. little bit and yeah. they bring something. And that's also like that's why so many like stars of television shows are like unknown Australian and British actors yeah. because they already got 20 years under their belt, but right. they're not famous in the United States. Yeah, yeah. So we look at them as they're brand new, but meanwhile, they're seasoned veteran yeah. actors. And they're always Australian too. Because it's hard. Like when, once you're, you know, once you're, once you're fucking, you know, Brooke Shields or Molly Ringwald, yeah. it's hard to get lost. It's, it's hard for the audience to suspend disbelief and forget who you are. And like you bring and all it's that interesting to the people that can do that. Tom oh. Cruise, you can he could play anyone, but he but he's also playing. He knows that he's Tom Cruise. Brad Pitt can play anyone. Yeah, but I think that Tom Cruise, like a perfect example, of Tom Cruise's top Tropic Thunder is that you he is he's not that. I mean, he really can do anything. And I it's don't think, crazy. And I don't think the guy in uh, uh, Day After what not Day After Tomorrow. What's the one with the aliens and the and the time travel with Emily Blunt? Oh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. I don't, I don't think Edge of Tomorrow is Ethan Hunt. I. I didn't see. Yeah, yeah sure. I didn't see that movie. Thinking oh, oh, Minority playing- Report is one of my favorite movies, right. and he's playing a very di- interesting character in that yeah. movie. I love yeah. dude, Jerry Maguire. He should have won the Oscar for Jerry Maguire. He's so good. He's now. You're fucking right. phenomenal in that I, movie. I don't think you're successful enough to refer to it as the Oscar. Oh, do I? <laughs> Again, as, as someone do- as someone who's who broke later in life. I have a reverence for the award. Wait, for I was going to say for the Oscars. I didn't even get that joke. What no, do you because, mean? Like, because it was the Oscar. I would the say Oscar. the Oscar. What? Would you? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to be like a real. You have to be somebody who's attended the Oscars to say why. That. Like I to me, he won at. He should have won an Oscar for that. The Oscar. Oh, oh like, I guess I go, would say that. that. Oh, they should have given him the Academy Award. <laughs> listen, it's so I, douchey. Listen, I, I gave him my vote. As a member of the Academy, you I gave are. him my are you vote. A member of the Academy. No. Oh, okay. oh man. 
I, mean, I don't believe in acting awards. I think they're nonsense. Oh, that's what you know. People that don't get them say. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> like you don't believe that they actually exist. You think they're imaginary. Yeah, no, 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 they're I believe real, that yeah. it's it's our. I, I, so, I, never, so. I don't go to the Oscars. I've been invited, but I think I'm going to show up. It's just going to be a tr- prank. <laughs> I'm, to be honest, I'm going to I'm going to send a young Indian woman to <laughs> to to reject the award. Uh, Sachin Little Flower, right? That was her name. Something. Little what? Feather. L- little Sachin feather. Yeah. Leather feather. You don't know yeah, this story. Going too, way too, too fast for me. I have no idea. When Marlon Brando won Best Actor in 1972 for The Godfather. Oh, I do he know this. A, a, like a psycho. She was an imposter. I don't well, no, she, she was. <laughs> no, she wasn't an imposter. She he was, was so fucked up that he like was just. No, crazy. it wasn't. No, she was like a half. She was. She. The thing was, she didn't actually live. On a reservation. Those weren't her feathers. Right? Those were not her feathers. That was a costume. She was a Native American, but he basically he like went down to the boot. She was Native. Uh, let's put it this way: Lou Diamond Phillips is more Native American than. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If Lou, if Lou Diamond Phillips. That's what he I'm going to do. He, I'm, he at least played a, a Native American in two movies. She only did it for one Oscar. I'm going to send Lou to pick up my Oscar. Let's put, oh my God. Yeah, let's get Lou Diamond up Lou Diamond, there. if your people are listening time. right now, we want you on this fucking podcast. I can't Any, wait to have Young Guns, La Bamba, We're whatever you want to do. We're going to get him on, dude, because I know Tom knows him. Long Meyer. Oh, really? Well, because he, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he reached out to Tom after, because the album got some traction. Oh, I see. I and see. he literally named his album that. So I do That's think, hilarious. and the joke is funny. So yeah, yeah. Um, we actually might be able to get to it. I wish we could title Again, our episodes. We have to time it. We might have to go to the set of Longmire right. and like do it in Longmire. What is Longmire? <laughs> it's it's the worst show. name. It's for a show, show on like it's it's on it's like on TNT or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. No, it was definitely. Is that the name of a place? Is Longmire? <laughs> no, it's, a the name, it's a character's it's name. A ca- sheriff. That's the worst. The he's like a western sheriff. Yeah. Listen. Who is the who's the the act? The it's main probably act. some Australian guy. And it's like a no. It's like a <laughs> Sam <laughs> Shepard. Not Sam Shepard. It's like a Sam. It's like a Sam. Sounds like a diarrhea of a television. It sounds it's like terrible. A, or it's like a Timothy Oliphant, one of those guys. I love Timothy Oliphant. It's so uh, no, but you know. <laughs> let me, so here's the question: You get Long Lou Diamond Phillips, right? Yeah. Do you do what do you do? Do you do the Young Guns or do you do the La Bamba? We, we leave it La up Bamba. to him. We leave La it up to him. Think, okay, you got to do La Bamba. Right? Well, I guess we could leave it up to him. We could do both. Yeah, no. if we tricky. get Lou Diamond, we're going to do both because, listen, because all bets are off. We, we, we do what, listen, this is what we do: we do whatever Lou wants. Because Lou, if you do whatever Lou wants, if you do La Bamba, Lou gets. If you do La Bamba, then what do you do with Eastside Morales when he's oh, on the show? Oh my god! What do you do bad boys, yeah. but then you do bad boys. What do you do with Sean Penn? It's crazy. It's like, well, wow, these listen, are some serious questions listen. that you have to ask yourself after you break. <laughs> these are the yeah, kind of, after Peter after breaks. Also, Peter, are you going to let me ride your coattails while you break, baby? Okay, cool. This is the kind of prompt like somebody asked. You don't really need. Both coattails. I That's mean, I true. Can, can I grab one? You can have one of his coattails. Oh, I can have one. Also, you know, I'll I never really. It's the first time in my life that I'm thinking, what is a coattail? It's I, I don't the even tail know. Tail of a coat, a coat? Like what a is tuxedo it? coat. See, that's that's rare. I don't know what you know. I don't. I see mean, like I often. know that you're young, but I uh, that predates me too. So you yeah, that's know like about 18th that. century. Like I'm also stupid. You know, it's the whole <laughs> thing. I'm very ignorant to a you're lot of concepts. And, you're not just young, but you're I'm not good at grasping things. So yeah, it's a whole thing. But then, so but then he knows like physics yeah, and stuff. Like you know, like you know, you know a lot of stuff. I'm actually really smart. You're, yeah, you're very smart. No, I, I, I know you're pretty I graduated smart. with like a 4.0 in like AP classes. And, nice. Yeah. Well, nice. you know, I mean, I'm also I'm also dumb, though. I, I truly, there was truth in that statement. Yeah. Very, I don't know shit. But whatever. We should quickly talk about the two adults yes. in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because you need the principal. He's great. And principal. he's great. But you don't I, need the janitor, which well, is what's so genius no, about I, that character. I think you need them because he says it. He goes, I'm the eyes and ears does, of this a, institution. Yeah. That is great. And I think that that's... 
you're seeing. I think we are the janitor. That's what I. No, thought. but I'm saying like, uh, we're seeing it through. His what eyes. I mean to say you're by right. that is, if you're, you're right. if you're writing a script about this day in, in school, you wouldn't necessarily go, "Oh, I need another adult perspective." But that's the genius of John Hughes. Well, do you did you that, hear where that came from? No, no I don't remember. There was no. a female gym teacher, so it's a John Hughes movie, so he wants to throw in boobs. Right. Ah, yeah, yeah, so there was supposed wish. to be a, there was supposed to be a female gym teacher who was swimming, and Vernon was spying on her. That was oh. the whole. And then Ali Sheedy and Molly Ringwald went up to John Hughes and were like, "There's this. This has no place in this movie. Get rid of her." So they get rid of her, and then but they still needed the thing that the the point that he serves is he's the one who really makes the Vernon human because yeah. without the janitor, there's no opportunity to see. Vernon is really not that bad a guy. I mean, you got to feel bad for Vernon because yeah. look, he doesn't want to be there on Saturday morning, oh, and yeah. he's like, he's like, I make thirty thousand dollars, which even in nineteen eighty five was not a lot of money. Yeah, right. And he's like, I make thirty thousand. I'm a swell guy here. Yeah. Big deal. You're a swell guy at a shitty high school. Your life sucks, and you're here on Saturday morning, and you yeah. know he's not getting extra money for no, it. No, 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 and no. And everything about that happens to him. He, like, spills coffee. He, like, he, he gets the fucking, he gets the shit on his shoe, right? He can't get a, he can't get the, the, the in the deleted scene that they show, in, oddly, that they show on TV for some reason. There's this couple. What's so, the deleted scene? Okay, so I might not know. So there's, this is actually one, oh, God. Oh, uh, this is a whole divert, divergent Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's spin I the wheel. Would, well, because there was these scenes that were they 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 took out the pot smoking scene. Oh, there's the scene where they're sitting around after smoking pot, but all of the implications that they were smoking pot are removed from the TV version, right? So oh, yeah. when I saw it, I didn't know that that's what it was. Okay, and there was a couple things that were a couple scenes that were taken out of the final edit that were put back. One of them is Vernon can't get candy out of a candy machine. I, I vaguely you've remember ever that. Seen yeah. it on TV, you've seen this. You've I don't seen, know if I've well, seen this. Well, you wouldn't this. because yeah. it's, it's they're, they're, to me, I was surprised that they had been removed for the for the for the theatrical release because when I saw it on TV, those two those two scenes were in there. There's another one. There's another scene where uh, it's where Andy um, Andy and Allison are walking to get soda and they have a short conversation. But um, but so. So Vernon is just a victim in this movie. I yes, hundred like, percent. Uh, uh, that I, and I think you need Carl to point that out because without that, without that scene where they're in the basement and he's like talking, Carl saying you 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 became a teacher because you wanted to be, you wanted to have uh, summers off, and it's just yeah. so sad. You feel so bad for the guy. But it's true. I think you have to be an adult to to get it. To I fully I agree with empathize you there. because when I watched it as a teenager, I did. You know, you you view him as the way he's written the most on the surface level. Like he's the authority figure, right. he's the man, and the kids are whatever. You're on their side, pretty much the right. when you watch this the first time if you're 14. But yeah, after a bunch of rewatches, it's it's a the essence of of his character is frustration. Yeah, he's so and, fucking frustrated. And the other thing is that you notice that he doesn't even engage them first. Like he comes in and he's sort of a, a figure of authority, but he's not rude or mean. The first thing that happens is when Bender, you know, he's like, you will not do this. And they're all, you know, there's all the like, he's telling them what to do. And the first person who, the first shot fired is Bender going, yeah, does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Which at the time <laughs> is it- just a 
scathing way to yeah. call it. It's a grand slam, right. and it works in the and room. It, Everyone's so, laughing, yeah. and, he, and they're hiding their laughter. Right. It's it, it it's great. You gotta feel bad for you him. You feel bad for you him. Feel bad for him. He's such a like. But it's also just like Rooney. What I was saying about Rooney yeah. in 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 Ferris Bueller, and this is oh, yeah. uh, this is Gilbert Gottfried's conceit about Ferris Bueller is like you got Rooney's like he's a principal. Who notices that one of the students yeah, yeah, he's, is he's always, always cutting class? He's a hundred percent in the right. So he goes to do something about it. Like yeah, in any yeah. other movie, he's—I mean, it's—he's he's, his own hero. <laughs> he's the guy. He's the, the he's the he's Edward James almost yeah. lean on me. He, or is yeah. it Morgan? In, in, Morgan in any other movie, that's him. the hero's journey is Rooney surviving. Right, exactly. Ferris Bueller trying I'd to kill him. I'd love to write that. Oh my god. But it's I so like funny. I you know again this with high school like I had Mr. Roof was the vice principal and he was like gunning for me it's, I always had this like problem with these like the, like these authority figures that I, like this is just the way we do things here like I just right. and it, and it's funny because like that scene the scene where he basically tells Benner go ahead hit me you think anyone's gonna oh, believe you so good I rem- I was in the fucking like uh the gym like the men's locker room and there was the the football coach was this guy who was really short. But he was really tough, and he was actually a really great – he, like, turned my high school football program around. I didn't play football, but I knew him. And he was, like, new to the school, and some kid was mouthing off in the, in the locker room. And he's like, he's like, let's go in the, in the back of the school right now. I want to kick your fucking ass. And everyone was – we were, like, all 16 years old. We're shocked that this adult male is doing it. Years later, like he was coaching that kid on the football team, and right. he like helped that kid like yeah. turn his life. Around. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like so. At that time, it's like. Uh, but wait, did he beat his? Did he beat? No, him then he, of course he was calling the kid's bluff. Okay, yeah, the kid was mouthing it. off, and he's like, "Oh, you want to be mouthy?" Or he's okay. like, "Let's go outside. Let's go in the back right now. We'll fucking we'll we'll settle this right here." And yeah. of course, the kid shut up. Mm. But it's like I I don't know I, I I but I always had a problem with with those because I never knew how to respond to those kinds of. Because I guess, again, I was a mouthy kid. I no, was always like looking here's for the, the thing, joke. Peter, you were the mouthy kid. That's the what you were, what uh, Adam was describing uh, as his, what's his name in the movie again? I'm Vernon. Blank, Vernon. You have to empathize with him because it's a realistic relationship between teacher and student. Yeah. The teachers really aren't bad people. Those no. Author- they, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, But I'm saying the authority figures that you had a problem with or you didn't know what to respond to, they didn't have malicious intent. You were probably being an asshole. Oh, yeah. And they were, they, had their, they come in there with their adult problems. And, like, you're just these kids just being fucking rude. One of the and most. And you have, you have everything made for you. And you're just being a little cunt. One of the most earth-shattering it's, things it's is, exactly. is when you, like, meet, when you, like, are friends with somebody and then they're, like, they have the job that you didn't understand when you were a kid, and now you're an adult and you're seeing it. Yes. Like when you like when you see that, like when te- a friend is like a teacher. Yeah, when your friend's yeah. a teacher and they like drink beer and yep. they you know got they in trouble. F- they and- fuck and they you know yeah. all their fuck stories. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, have, Jesus, I, have a, I have a good friend that's a that's a t- it's a school teacher actually in in I- this same part of Illinois, <laughs> north of Chicago. He teaches in like a high school like this high school. Uh, uh, fuck uh, stories is that is that really what it is? This is like what? he's talking about what it's as like a how Alex sad always it, goes there. How he sad. I'm not, it wasn't a joke. I mean it. I mean it. I mean, like, you know they're weird stories, and yeah. yet they're a teacher. That's what he was saying. Oh, I see yeah, what, what you mean. Hell? Oh, I thought you meant Listen, like, And I always go there. What the shout, fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Do you want to fucking be fired from this podcast? No, I can't. I'm not, I'm not, and I don't know anything Shout out movies. to Ross Caton. <laughs> Who? He's my friend. He's a oh, he's a high school Kane. teacher at Libertyville. At Liberty, it's actually the high school that uh, Mar- Marlon Brando oh, went, why don't you went just there. Dox him. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he lives on. Yeah. No, I'm 
You've Ross done it Caton. to me before. He's my, I, think, I hope he listens. He's my good friend. Okay. And he's a school teacher. He at least says he listens. Now, oh, you'll, know, now you'll know for sure if yeah. he listens. I definitely, now you will know. Don't say anything. Oh, people I, lie. I know like, which friend's listening because I get nasty text messages from my friends. They'll really? be like, oh, I was, I was looking forward to hearing about the movie. And then you guys spent 40 minutes talking about the New York comedy scenes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it happens. Eat a dick, we, Ross we Kane. Went, hey. <laughs> no, that wasn't Ross. Oh, that wasn't Ross Kane. Paul, Still, Paul, I just assumed that you had one Relax, Paul Noble. Still, Ross. Paul Noble. Relax, Paul Noble. Also great. a good friend of mine. Um, and, and a fan of the podcast. I love real names. They sound so real. Paul Noble. <laughs> Paul <laughs> That's definitely a guy. Noble. Shout out to Paul Noble. Shouts out. Shout out, uh, boy. Uh, Ross Caton. Um, yeah. And uh, your family. And the Libertyville High School. That place was ribeye. I think he coached it. Bone in. Yo, that shit was ribeye. I, uh, I listen. It could take. No. Let's let's be fair. If a black guy said it, it would be cool. It's because of me. You guys, it's, I'm I'm getting race baited. Wait, that's not the right term. Right, no. Well, then the next time I'm getting gonna, profiled. Are we starting end? Are we bookending the podcast <laughs> with racism? Racism. racism. Well, it, is a John, it is a John Hughes movie. Yeah. I mean, at the end of it's uh, not even 2020. It's, it's not even a, election year we, yet. It's John Hughes is more of a blind spot. I don't. A blind spot? Yeah. You think that the, what do you, you mean? Think that the, you think that the, what uh, is a blind spot? Well, what he's saying is like, mm-hmm. I think what his point is, it's like he's ignorant to the fact that he's being racist. But dude, long duck dong. Yeah. I mean, I got three words for you. Like long duck. So funny though. It's, it's, <laughs> so fucking funny. I don't even know. Wait, what is it? 16, 16 Candles. candles the oh, yeah. Character. Okay. Oh. As it, I mean, like there's a gong every time they say <laughs> long duck dong. There's a gong. It's the most... Racist, racist, and you got to feel bad for Getty Watanabe because he like he plays. That's the guy who plays. Yeah, no, I know that. I'm and trying to think what else was he in. He's was he in um the movie with uh, Michael Keaton where they work on the assembly line. Uh, Gung Ho, yeah, yeah he's, I think he's him, in right? Gung Ho, and I think he was even in the TV show. Oh, Gung that's Ho right, they made a Gung with Ho Scott Bakula. Yeah, right? and all this, it's all the same Japanese guys, but not instead of Michael Keaton, it's Scott Bakula. I just I, I Michael Keaton. Uh, Pretending to wipe the the windshield that's not there is one of the funniest things ever. This is so like inside oh my baseball. God, I, I forgot to, about that. I forgot so about inside baseball. I feel like I have to be on board with ninety five percent of the audience, and I have no idea. Yeah, what yeah. yeah there's no reason that. to know. No, no, it was like one of the. It was a funny movie. Throwaway. George Wayne is in it. Right? I think it's Ron Howard. Right, right it's a Ron yeah. Howard. It's one of the, actually you're right. See, yeah, this is why I was excited to have you on the podcast. Clint Howard can actually yeah. have these fucking Clint Howard's in it. I don't remember him in the movie, but you know that it's a Ron Howard movie. I literally only Howard cashed it. Jack. I literally only remember uh, Michael Keaton wiping the windshield that's not there. That's all you remember? Yeah. Your autism frequencies are aligning. It's like <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it happen. It's, it's like our, yeah, our autism. Yeah. They're just like, they're, you know, for those of you who can't see us, you should, I should point out that we are wearing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we are both wearing Empire Strikes Back t shirts. <laughs> It's and funny red track pants. It's funny because you're not, but you should be. It's so funny. Oh my god! I don't even. Why are you dressed? Peter's dressed like he's this about is, to work out. This is my dude. summer attire. Peter. I just can't, I can't take the heat anymore. Actuality, Peter is wearing. Yeah, but why bright green? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is bright is bright green heat repellent? I like to wear know. bright colors in the summertime. <laughs> Yeah, no, Peter's fashion sense is hilarious. It's weird. I don't and know. He, I don't have fashion sense. Let me let me state that I am not. You know, where but you have you wear like you, you like dress like you're not even the guy you are. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like bright green shirt. I'm bright trying on. Shirt. I'm trying on personas. And you're, you're wearing these track shorts that look like you intentionally want somebody <laughs> to see your testicles. <laughs> You're like, you want to be able to put your leg up and be like, oh, I didn't realize. Oh, is that my, is that my ball? Oh, jeez. Showing brain. 
That was funny. Oh, I'm dying. God. No, it's just, it's so funny because I get it. You do ride the bike, right? But that's not yeah. right. Wearing or, I mean, if I was in detention today, this is how I would, like, this is like a, this is a utilitarian. That's what you would, you would wear in February in Chicago in detention. This is a utilitarian outfit. Um, yeah, Peter does look like a guy who goes, no, my legs don't get cold. Wear <laughs> shorts. You do look like that guy. Yeah. You're like the guy, the guy wearing, yeah, exactly right. Shorts in the winter guy. But they're like always like, no, 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 they don't get cold. They don't get cold, right? Exactly. I had a friend like that in Listen, Chicago. I'd rather be 50 pounds overweight and not have to wear pants. That's true. Not that Peter oh, is 50 well, pounds you know, overweight. You just kind of nailed guys. it. I'm also overweight, so I'll take the bike. I'm, I'm underweight. Adam's a skinny fuck. I'm a skinny fuck. I could lose 20 pounds. <sighs> you know, well, it's a sensitive subject to hear yeah. it kill you last. I have um, what was I going to say? There's a reason um, we're not on YouTube. Let's put it that way. No, that's not true. What? I don't care. I think I'm a cute kid. No, no, no. I actually don't. I would never not be on YouTube because I was... We just need to figure out how to do video editing. Yeah. Guys, if you have any idea, help me out. Andrew I, Schultz, if you're listening, can you help us? I mean, I social media? You know, I know. Um, so, Chloe, you know Chloe LeBranch? I know the Comedian. name. She's a good friend of mine. I'm actually going down to D.C. with her to do shows next week. Um, uh, her and Sarah and Napoleon. She is like DMing relationship with Andrew Schultz because Andrew Schultz likes one of her jokes that she posted and like, oh, cool. it, but like, really likes it because I, I, it's like a like super offensive. Joke. I love it when I'm on a podcast and then the guys just decide to have a production meeting right in the middle. Yeah, I know. Talk about Wait, let's, here's some things that nobody cares about. But now that we lo- anyway. now that we now that <laughs> yeah, we lost right. all momentum, comedy momentum, we might as well just fucking. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's true. That's what that plugs was, are. Anyway. That was good while it lasted. It was. Uh, Adam, that was great, man. Thank yeah, you well, so thank much. You do, you more, do you have? Do you yeah, have? Do you about, have anything? He's got seventy six more notes. Do you have anything over we didn't get? Don't worry. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to type all my notes out. Yeah. And I'll put the post them on the website so everybody else who can get all everything else that I wanted to post. Well, out. well, if you if there is anything that was big. Uh, Please, no, you know, we're sorry. not okay. okay. It's fine. All right, well then, didn't, I didn't want to not have things to say. So. At, oh, there you go, dude. You, you nailed it. It was right. great. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes, truly. Oh, that's cool. And I don't really, time. and I don't really say that ever. So I had yeah. a really good yeah. time. It was fun. Do you have anything to plug, Peter? Or, uh, I'm or sure Adam? I do, but I don't feel like doing it. I don't know. Okay, Adam. All right, I'll just use your time to plug myself. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. uh, this weekend, uh, the 16th through the 18th, and then next weekend, the 23rd to the 25th. I'm at uh, AC Jokes with the fine folks. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got my um, – um, uh, they have my schedule up for this weekend. So if you go to acjokes.com – Yes, Atlantic see, City, by the way. Yeah, it's uh, Atlantic yeah. City. It's not – it's really – it's not far from the city at all. Not at it's, all. Uh, so I'm doing six shows there this weekend, which awesome. is dope. You're going right. to be down there next weekend too? Yeah, the 23rd. I'm going to be down there next oh, weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm doing there. Uh, Atlantic City Comedy Club, not oh, cool. AC Jokes, but, but I hang, I love those guys. Yeah, I'll be there both weekends. We'll hang out. Yes, definitely. That would be very dope. Hell and yeah. I could come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same We'll yeah, we'll thing. figure it out. Yeah, uh, and then I got more to plug. If that's okay, go ahead, dude. So I got uh, in September. I'll be at the World Series of Comedy in East St. Louis, Illinois, which oh, wow. is dope. So for any of your listeners who are like right on the border of Missouri and Illinois, those are the people that I'm talking to right now. We you actually guys, do have they, Illinois. We have you, people. Yeah, I was at a show with you, and you were getting ready. For yeah. That. So it's. It's a very complicated – I don't want to say complicated. It is no bearing on anyone listening to this conversation, but I can explain to you. It's a lo- There's a, a number of shows involved, and this is the main event that's happening in September. Oh, so and basically it, it, you've had to go, go through a bunch of shows to get to this point. Exactly. That's kind oh, that's of a the big deal. I guess, it's not, I guess it's in fact not that complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just broke it down I love it with six words. It's <laughs> – 
<laughs> does it function much like a sports championship <laughs> where exactly. if you win, you, you get to move a, on to the next round? A, a tournament style? <laughs> yeah, it's a reference to this sport that you guys don't know. It's called baseball. World no, Series. Every, every October, there's a couple. Um, yeah. No, so that's in September hey. in, in East St. Louis, Illinois. East, what's it called? It's the, the World Series uh, of Comedy. World Series of Comedy. Where is it at? The Casino Queen, September 23rd through 28th. Oh, nice. East St. Louis, Illinois. The whole week. Well, yeah, I'm uh, the whole week is the festival. Uh, I am my first show is on Monday. I don't know whether or not it's. I don't know how I'm going to progress. Okay, but there are. I will be there the whole week. So if you're if you're there, I'll be around, and you want to just talk movies with me. Yeah, dude. Or seriously. you want you know what I'll tell you? I'll bring my notes. So anybody <laughs> who comes that, to the World Series of Comedy, yes. you can hear the rest of it. Um, awesome. Uh, check me out. Uh, my website adamtellsjokes dot com. Okay, nice. we'll drop that in the description too, cool. and then also Adam I'm sure jokes. your uh, Instagram. And oh yeah, Twitter. it's uh, uh, Instagram at a j g a b e l. Oh jeez, and <laughs> you got to get better handle. <laughs> and take an a j a j Gable a j oh a j Gable a j Gable. It wasn't just a, ra- just a random assortment of letters. Right. That's what it sounded like. No, that's to me. my that's my uh, my my email <laughs> password. <laughs> it, it was like, Joe Biden three zero three. My Wi-Fi log on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jo- uh, text three zero three three. No, he didn't even say text. He said. My website. website. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he probably, he thinks those are the same thing. Joe Biden's going senile, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's great. My yeah. grand, I went to see my grandfather today, and he goes, "You can you can take a picture with that thing." <laughs> I said, "Yeah," and he just had me take a photo of his tomato plant. I don't know what he's going to do with, with it later. Your penis? No, with my iPhone. <laughs> I think later he's going to make Came me go out of nowhere. He's going to make me go to Walgreens with him and print it at like print the photo oh, of the tomato geez. plant. Let's, let's go down to the photo mat and print this out. Right? They know they know him at the Walgreens for printing out photos very interesting so, um, so to be fair the guys that uh, that age they don't know yeah i mean your grandpa he's still, he's, he's probably 15 years older than biden he's still alive 93 that's amazing dude. i went Good to china buffet you. with him today it's fucking great wow that's amazing uh oh, I'll, I'll plug china buffet in Car- <laughs> Car- 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 new jersey actual i think it's actually here. called china king buffet it's what in the, the it's in the life, it's dude. in the amp parking lot in carteret <laughs> oh, Jesus. i'll tell you what listen you go in there uh, they know us now. They know me, and my grandfather. I said, "What? No dumplings?" Next thing I know, eight a plate of eight dumplings gets dropped at my table. It's a buffet. I got ta- I got served served dumplings at the buffet. So you go in there and you say, "You know, long duck dong." No, no, no I, didn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even do it. Was my this? I was I was upset actually uh, because they didn't give me chopsticks, and I was oh, like, "Oh, that's very racist." Yeah. And uh, then they gave me the chopsticks, and then my grandfather yelled at me. He was like, where did you learn how to use chopsticks? So I was like, I can't win. It's either, either way. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to. Who are you trying to impress? At the no, I, I, actually, I, actually like, I actually like using <laughs> the chopsticks. are you trying to? I understand chopsticks on a Tinder date, but no, it's your grandfather. He's, he's literally laughing like, at me. He, I'm laughing at you. I mean, but, um, oh yeah, so God. guys, support King China King Buffet in Carter, New Jersey. Oh man! All right, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm gonna, um, uh, I'll be at the DC Draft House August 21st. That's Wednesday next week at 7:30 p.m. Uh, yeah, go to DraftHouseComedy.com. I'll be there with my good friends Napoleon Emil, who was just at New Faces just for yep. last. Yeah, week. he's great. He's Napoleon. great. One of the right. first people I met in comedy. Uh, Chloe LeBranch, who's hilarious, yeah, uh, and. And uh, Sarah Armour, who um, we're all driving down in the same car. It's going to be great. Dope. And, uh, yeah, so that's DC Draft House, uh, August 21st, 730. Also, I have um, 
uh, aggressively chill comedy show is the next one is Wednesday, August 28th. And it's at a new location, new location, Cherry Tree Bar uh, in Brooklyn. That's 65 Fourth Ave. It's an eight o'clock show time. Um, the V Spot kicked us out. So, yeah, we're at a new location. They kicked you out. Yeah, I mean, what they're happened? changing you, management. Did, they didn't actually. Change. We love the people there. I, I'm just joking. But Did you bring in a, a T Bone? Yeah, it was, uh, um, rib, it was a ribeye. Rib rib bone in, baby. Bone in, baby. Bone in. Uh, we ruined the call. What back. it was what was, was I say it. You really did. <laughs> like, well, what these pugs are really hard to get through right now. Uh, also, I, what happened was I made that joke at my show last time, and they they were like, "You got to get off stage." Oh, that, that the T bone joke. That sounds yeah. very steak, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Are we doing steak puns? What's going on? Um, all right, and and uh, there's one other thing I know that I have to promote right now, and I am forgetting. It is uh, uh, fucking. Oh, Atlantic City. That was it, but you're right. going to be there too. So Atlantic yeah. City next weekend, which is Friday. Um, uh, bu- 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 the 23rd bu- to the 25th. Yes, thank you. Friday, 23rd, and, and Saturday the 24th at Atlantic City Comedy Club. AtlanticCityComedyClub.com. I'm going down with Ben DeMarco, and nice. I'll see Adam Gable down there. Yes, I will yeah. see um, Alex Pichero there. We'll talk some movies. Yeah. Figure that out. All right, guys. I'm going to go back to watching Longmire episodes at home <laughs> after this. But uh, Adam, it's been great to have you. Yeah, guys. it's been a good time. Dude, I appreciate you guys. It was a lot of fun. It was All right. Great. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.